Welcome to the Wild Grand Rapids message of the week. We hope you're encouraged, strengthened, and experience the presence of God through this message by Pastor Matthew Fuller. All right. How are we doing today? I don't think we're going to do that today. We're going to do something else. How many people from the prophetic team are here right now? Two, three, four. They've got, they're going to prophesy over people today. (laughs) They're really ready for it too. They just found out when all of you found out. I was, uh, I was thinking, I want to touch on something real quick. Um, trying to find the scripture. So all through worship, I was thinking about this testimony. I just want to share it real quick. I'm sure many of you have heard this before, uh, but I just want to talk real quick about the power of forgiveness. Uh, I was, we were at the old, uh, old, old, two, two places ago. We were sharing a church with another church in town, sharing their, uh, we were renting their facility at the time. And uh, there was somebody that had come to our service that had cancer. And I, I don't know if it was because of the song that sparked it, of the we've seen cancer healed. Um, but this person came up dur- to, get, to receive prayer at the end of service. And me and another person, I can't remember who it was at the time. It was probably Spencer. I'm just joking. I don't think he would remember uh, if it was him. Um, for you, those that were here that last week, that was an inside joke. So she comes up to the front, and she's young. She had, uh, was it ovarian cancer? And she was, she was fairly young at the time. I think she was only like 19 or 20, maybe, super young. 19? 18. Okay, 18. Max is like the testimony historian. Uh, if you ever need to uh, remember testimonies, ask him. So she's 18 years old. She comes to the front of service, or of, of the sanctuary, and we're, we start praying for her. And I'm wanting to pray for healing, but I just keep getting this image in my mind of something that took place when, when she was five years old. And so I said, I said, you know what? I don't know what this is. I don't even know if it's accurate, but I really believe that as you release forgiveness for whatever took place when you were five years old, the Lord is going to heal you. And she broke. And she said, well, that's how old I was when my dad walked out on our family. And, uh, and so then she, we, we pray through it. We pray for, for forgiveness, and she releases him in his heart, in her heart, and the next week, she doesn't come back. <laughs> and I'm like, wow, we had just such a powerful testimony. Did we open up something we shouldn't have, or what just took place there? I haven't seen her. And uh, so then, I think it was a couple more weeks, or maybe it was the following week, she ends up coming back to service. And when she gets there, I'm like, hey, how have you been? I, we totally missed you last week. And she said, you know, after I left service, I got extremely sick. And so I was in the hospital. That's why I couldn't make it. And uh, I said, well, what happened? She said, well, I left, and I started throwing up, and all this black stuff starts coming out, and I'm throwing up after service, all this, and I got really sick, and so I ended up having to go into the hospital because I wanted to make sure that I was all right. So the doctors did a scan on my body, and they took a blood test, and you're not going to believe it, but my blood now looks better than it did from before I had cancer, and I am (laughs) cancer-free. Come on. 
There is something powerful that was just released in this place this morning. As you release forgiveness, you don't know what change just got broken off of you this morning. There are things that actually try to hold us captive, that hold us captive in our unforgiveness. Our bitterness becomes like poison to our bodies. And as I was worshiping here this morning, and I was thinking about this uh, this idea of unforgiveness being pent up in people's hearts, that it causes us actually to draw away. It causes us to push away from the people that we truly love because we don't know how to handle it. And what what takes place is we end up falling into addictions. We end up falling into some sort of sickness, some sort of disease because of the bitterness that we hold in our hearts. But I believe that that bitterness was just broken off in this place this morning. I believe that this morning that there were chains that were broken, that if you have found yourself in cycles of addiction, I believe strong that they are broken off this morning, today. In the Bible, it actually says in Isaiah 53, Where are we at? Verse 4. Surely he has borne our griefs. This is actually a mistranslated word. If you look back in the Hebrew of griefs, it actually means sicknesses or diseases. Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows, yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God and afflicted, but he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement for our peace was upon him, and by his stripes we are healed. Healing is actually a right for every believer to be able to walk in. It was paid for upon the cross. We never, we don't approach salvation and say like, oh, maybe sometimes when I ask for forgiveness and I believe that Jesus Christ is my personal Lord and Savior, he's going to save me. And in the same way with healing, if it was paid for upon the cross, then that means it works every time. That's his intention at least. And so if there is something that hasn't taken place here upon this earth, then we need to check our hearts and see what it is that's holding us back from being able to receive what it is that he already purchased and paid for upon the cross 2,000 years ago. So I believe that this morning there is healing that is going to take place. There is freedom from addiction. Is this long enough for you guys to get some prophetic words yet? You guys get? (laughs) All right. (laughs) I'm stalling for you. Speaking of stalling, I've got a brisket on the grill right now. It's been on since 2 o'clock in the morning, and that sucker is stuck right now at 100. What is it? What are we at? Where's Spencer? He's gone. We're at about 160. We're stuck there for a couple hours. It's going to be good, man. Happy 4th. I'm going to take a little meat break. So we've got a brisket on the grill. We have got a pork shoulder on the grill. I want to continue with this for just a second. So the, for the, the meat break? Yeah, we got hot. No, I'm just kidding. Hot dogs. How boring oh, would that ribs. be? Ribs. Ribs and what? Two chickens. Two chickens. Okay. So I wonder if there's anybody watching or if there's somebody here that has cancer, because I have another testimony. There was a, um, do you remember the gentleman when we were in Wilmington, North Carolina? It was the same thing. It had to do with forgiveness. Um, That was years before this incident. And we were out evangelizing. We were using this, um, uh, it was a bar. And um, it had happened to be vacant. And so the owner of it, we met, who had happened to be, it was such a crazy story. He was a multimillionaire. And um, so we just had this favor with him. And we asked him if we could use um, the, the front of, of, the, of this bar area and the sidewalk, which was right on the river. And he's, it was beautiful, like, like in right in the heart of downtown Wilmington. And he said, sure, yeah, here, here's the key. And he's like so like nonchalant. The key is hidden underneath a rock <laughs> on the windowsill. I'm like, okay. So, so we use this facility, and there's this um, guy across the street. 
And I noticed him, and it, he looked like he was homeless. And so when we, you know, went over and talked to him, and then he came over um, for prayer. But I looked, and he had like, you could tell that he had so much work done on his mouth that this guy was not poor. He had all like, you know, caps and like perfect smile, perfect teeth. And I was like, what the heck is this guy's story? And so I said, what's wrong with you? And he's, well, I have um, pancreatic cancer, stage four. I said, oh. I said, well, can we pray for you? And he said, sure. So we started praying for him. And I said, Sim- oh, it's so crazy. This is so similar. I said, um, I see you as a little boy. You're like three years old. And something with your father. I said, you need to forgive your father. I said, if you forgive your father, this cancer is going to dry up and be healed. And he just broke. And this man's probably in his 50s. And he started crying, similar thing. This is not, these are not, these are years apart, not even related. His father walked out on his family. So, find out he was a owner of a large construction company. His now ex-wife had an affair, took all of his money. He was broke. There was like some kind of weird thing that happened. I don't know, I don't remember all the details right now, but all I know is he found himself on the street. And it was so cold out, they wanted him to be in hospice but he refused to go to hospice. And this type of like cancer, I mean, it's, like, it's, it's usually, it's a death sentence if you hear it. So anyway, now we're moving back to Michigan. This man is found at the, uh, on the steps um, doing something at Menards. And we're, we're like asking him what, what's going on. What? And he's, oh, I didn't tell you, I got a brand new truck over here, started my business back up, and I don't have any cancer. Completely healed. We didn't know about it because we were just down there evangelizing. He didn't know how to get in contact with us. We were just using this doorfront. The power of forgiveness is crazy. There's so many things that get attached to our life because what he said is true. It's a root of bitterness. And if you look up the word bitter, in the Greek, it actually means poison. And it'll, it'll go through your whole body and it'll affect different parts of your organs, your, your brain, your, your body, and it'll affect other things around you. It could be your finances. It could be other things. So if there's anybody in here right now that you have gotten a diagnosis of cancer, could you raise your hand? I'm praying because this is not a coincidence. Right now, in the name of Jesus, if you are watching this and you have gotten a diagnosis of cancer, I, I speak to that cancer right now and I tell it to be dried up and removed in Jesus' name. I also say if there's any unforgiveness in your heart, forgive. It's not worth it. Let it go. Forgive, 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 forgive. Release the individual or individuals. Allow Holy Spirit to come and envelop you right now. And I just thank you for the testimony that you get, God. 
of delivering another person from hell here from death in Jesus name amen 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 Amen, amen. So good. All right, we're going to release a couple of prophetic words over you guys. I, I wanted to do this today because, and not tell them on purpose. Uh, yeah, thank you. Appreciate that. Uh, because honestly, you know, we're, we've been talking so much about doing outreach in the Send series and, and going out and just going up to strangers that each and every one of us have fear that we need to overcome. There, we had, a, we had a situation take place. I'm gonna share one quick testimony and then if you guys wanna come up here. Um, uh, we, had, we went on Aftershock last week. We went on outreach and we were at the, the park, myself, Rachel, my wife, who uh, was a worship leader right here and then my four daughters. And we're there and I'm terrified. Like I'm not in the mood. I'm on grouch level 100, not into this at all. And, but I'm there, I show up. And that's all you need to do. And I'll get more into that next week. So I show up. And um, as we're there, this couple gets highlighted to me. You know, they kind of stick out. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to talk to them maybe. And I'm overcoming fear the whole time because I hate breaking the ice. Once somebody breaks the ice, I go swimming. It's super easy to talk after the ice is broken. But going up to a stranger is very uh, scary to me. So I'm looking at them and I'm like, all right, you know what? I'm just going to be nonchalant about it. I walk up to them and I'm like, hey, how old's your daughter? And they're like, two. And then they walk away. And I'm like, that was awkward. <laughs> it was super awkward. And welcome to my life. <laughs> and... Uh, so then, then they start leaving, and I go, and I look at them, and I'm like, oh, they're leaving. Shoot. Dang it. <laughs> and, uh, and as they go, and they go to their car, I just do this little prayer to myself, and I say, Lord, if they turn back around and they come back from the car, then I'll pray for them. And I'm like, you know what? That's stupid. Let me just, I'm just going to walk after them, and I'm going to try to pray for them. So then I start to walk towards them, and sure enough, they turn around, and they start to walk back. Very cool. So I'm walking up and I'm going straight at them, and I see them. They say hi, I say hi, and I keep walking. <laughs> and uh, this is what outreach looks like. Like, honestly, we look at outreach, and we tell these testimonies of what happens, but we don't tell about the process and the fear that we have to overcome to actually get there. And so, man, we are almost done here. We'll see. All right. So I'm going, and, uh, and I go back, and, and I say to Rachel, Rachel, do you see that couple right there? She's like, yeah, they're really highlighted to me. I'm like, did you talk to him? Yeah, I asked how old their daughter was. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> we have to come up with new material if we're going to use the same stuff on the same people. I'm like, this is weird. Why don't you just go up and say something? And I'll watch from over here. I've got our daughter. Oh, oh, my one-year-old needs me right now. Sorry, I can't. <laughs> And so it's like the first time that I'm holding my one-year-old, you know? <laughs> and, uh, and so then she goes up to the, the, the couple, and, um, and honestly, we're going on this not with any motivation to get them to come to church, to get them saved, but just literally to go and love on people. Like, we broke down the, the, all the, the grandiose stuff. We just want to meet people where they're at and, get, and show them the love of Jesus. That's, that's what we're doing. When we're going on outreach, when we're talking to our neighbors, when we're talking to our coworkers, it's not to convince them into anything, but just simply display the love of Jesus. He'll do the rest. And so she goes up to them and said, hey, uh, do you need prayer for anything? And I see like an interaction take place about 10 or 15 seconds. I'm like, oh, it must be going okay. So then I decide to walk over. And then um, so after I know the coast is clear and we're safe, you know, <laughs> nobody's getting chewed out. So we go over and, uh, and 
they share a couple of things and Rachel starts praying uh, for this person. And as, as they're praying, I watch this kind of happen. I'm like, I'm not feeling a thing, but she apparently is. And uh, so get praying, get done. And the person goes, I have an aunt that prays like that. But I have to tell you, I have never in my entire life felt anything like that while somebody's praying for me. I had tingling going all the way up and down my body. And then I shared a prophetic word about, about this person, and it was right into who they were, spoke into their past and into their destiny, and they you know, were super impacted, you could tell physically, because they were crying. And uh, uh, so then we go, and I'm like, hey, I've got a book that I want to give you. It's my mom's book, Shatter Shame. Go online to Amazon.com and purchase it if you haven't done so right now, or you can go out into the lobby and purchase it right after service. Um, and so I give them the book, Shatter Shame, and, uh, and as I'm walking away, I can hear her I can hear her telling her husband, man, they are crazy. I don't know what happened, but I feel like my life just got changed. Now, this is what, do you remember the process that got up to this person's life getting changed? Each and every one of us has fears and insecurities and inadequacies that we just need to overcome. Get over ourselves and get our eyes upon him and see what he's going to do through our lives. We show up and he shows off. That's just how it works. All right, prophetic team, if you want to come forward, I want to share a couple, them to just share a couple prophetic words, just because I wanted just some faith to be charged in the atmosphere, because I really believe that, uh, you know, as we're in this sense series, like, it's super practical. Just Go up to people, talk to them, see how they need the love of Jesus in their lives. So let's, uh, let's love on some people here. Carrie, you want to go first? All right, let's keep it to two minutes and under because we got two, four, six, eight. Yeah, and we're, we're short on time. So two minutes and under, unless somebody starts, you know, like flopping like a fish, then keep going. So, all right. Okay, perfect. Who's got something? All right, there we go. Well, just like um, Matthew was talking about, uh, struggling with the battle of saying, why me? You know, I look at my struggles, and I'm like, well, Lord, why'd you give this to me? And I'm like, no, that wasn't me. So I texted him, put it in my, and I'm texting this person. And I get it all done, and I'm like, no, and I delete it. And then after worship, then I start texting it again, and I'm like, and then you say, oh, the, you guys need to come up here and prophesy. I'm like, well, what's the point of texting it then? And then what's even harder for me, it's like, so it's for you, Kathy. So I felt like the Lord was sharing with me that you're a good harbor. And that, um, that you're going to have many boats come into your harbor. And that some are going to tie up to the mooring from a distance. They'll come in for a quick quickie, get what they need and go. You're going to have some come and tie up to your docks and they're going to stay a little bit longer. Then you're going to have some, they're going to sell their boats and they're coming into, and they're going to stay around for a while. They're going to buy homes into your port because you are a good supply of the goodness of God and the gifts that he's offered. Know that you're a good port. So good. Thank you. He's so good. Hello, hello. Sorry. <laughs> so, um, one, two, three, four, fifth pew back, white shirt. Yes, yes. What is your name, dear? Fani. Fani. That is a beautiful name. So, Fani, during worship, um, and I was going to tell you this afterwards, but during worship, um, the Lord 
I believe, showed me just, you are such a safe person. Like, you have overcome um, rejection and pain from your childhood and your past with Jesus by walking closely with him. And that has transformed you into not only um, a glory girl, but a safe person. And so you're so attractive to people who don't know Jesus yet, people, other people who have been hurt, rejected, abandoned, um, people who have had like, a, you know, it's, I don't know, sounds harsh, but spiritual people have been in, you know, religious settings where, you know, they've been shamed or hurt. And uh, your life, just your, your whole life is like, um, reflects the love and the safety and the comfort of God. And even, I just want to go so far as to say, like, you carry El Shaddai, like your spiritual mama, you know, and, and in, in Hebrew, Shad means breast, so I don't mean to embarrass you, but like, that's just who you are. So, bless you, bless you, bless you, and welcome, and, and we love you, and we love that you're here with us. And then, um, Apostle Kathy, this came during that song where they're like saying, don't tell me he can't do it. What is, what, how did that go? He's a wonder working God. Yeah, he's a wonder working God. Don't tell me he can't do it. Like, okay, so it's St. It's not St. Mary's. St. Mary. See, I even get a little bit nervous up there with the microphone. Crazy. Um, and I would not have dressed like, like a beach bum hippie. Redneck today, if I had known about this. So, <laughs> you're welcome. You, yes, you. yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> Apostle Kathy. So that song is like your anthem. You know, so it's 4th of July, Paul Revere. It's like the white horses are being released, and girl, you got one. That's your anthem. That, that is your, your song. That is, instead of the British are coming, it's like, don't tell me he can't do it. So, um, get on your horse and ride. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. And then last one is like the patella. I kept getting these stabbing pains in the patella. And I've got a, I've got a wonky ankle right now, but um, I don't have knee pain. So I know that wasn't me. So if anybody's got patella pain, I mean, it's like your kneecap. Like, I know this is weird, but right under the kneecap, like, Come up afterwards during ministry time because I really believe the Lord wants to touch that today. Amen. It's good. All right. I feel like I have um, something for Jake and Ashley this morning. Um, you guys want to wave? There we go. <laughs> I kept hearing the word convergent and I was like, what more does that even mean? So I had to look it up um, <laughs> in the dictionary in a minute. Um, and I was seeing the transition um, from religion to relationship. And I was seeing the two of you like a conversion table and that you are gonna be used instrumentally in people's lives that are coming out of religion um, into relationship with the Lord. And I even like saw the gift of tongues especially on you, Ashley, that God was going to use your prayer language and tongues instrumentally in that, um, helping people um, be converted from um, religion and persecution 
and um, even hatred and converted into a, relation, a true love relationship with the Lord and um, that you were going to speak the language of love and you were going to be able to say things that other people cannot say because you've purchased that. You've been converted yourself and made into now an instrument of conversion. Amen. Come on. Anybody else? All right. Um, one, I want to confirm you putting us on the spot. And thank you, thank Lord. You. He had something on my mind before we started. <laughs> For whatever reason. Lucky you. Well, we um, last night, um, we went uh, about five minutes from our house to the top of uh, St. Mary's parking lot to see if we could see the fireworks from our place. And we could. And uh, we got up there. And, and this all connects, and, and I want to say, I believe this is for you, Stephen. Um, when we got to the top, I could see across Grand Rapids like I couldn't normally see from where our house is. You know, at ground level, it doesn't look the same. When you get up higher, you see it from a different perspective. Mm. And I believe God wants to take you to a place that he wants you to see from a new perspective. And what I was seeing this morning, for whatever reason, it was coming back to me. We got up there and we were waiting for the fireworks. And as I stood there, I could look around and you could just see pops of fireworks all over during what I was seeing this morning as a night season. So I don't know if there's a night season that you feel, but what I felt God was showing me is all of a sudden, boom, there'd be a pop of a firework over there. And then boom, over here and way over there. And you could hear it in the distance and you knew they were fireworks. But what I was seeing is it was, and I think we sang this in the song this morning now too, lighting up the sky. And in those night seasons, I believe God is all of a sudden just going to pop like fireworks into a night season right when you need it. Even as we were waiting last night, it's like, oh, when, when are the ones downtown going to happen? And we had to wait, and we had to wait, and then one would pop up, and oh, is this it? Is this it? Nope, that's not it. That's not it. So there's, in a night season, there's a time of waiting, but then when it happens, it begins to pop. And the beauty of fireworks is not just the one pop, who likes the grand finale? Oh, yeah. And it just takes off, and it just blows up all over the place, and I believe God wants to do something, but I believe there's something to it, because what also really witnessed to me this morning is the whole concept of forgiveness. We talked about forgiveness for a physical healing, but I felt like God was reminding me of, for me, there was an emotional healing that took place in my life. And it had to do with forgiveness. And I just want to say what I did, and I'm not saying that this is what you need to do, but I believe maybe there's something there. So my relationship with my father was very broken. And one day God told me to write him a letter and to forgive him for everything he did. And for the things he didn't know what he was doing, because one, he came from a family of alcoholics, and he was the oldest sibling. He was the, the brother, and there were two sisters. And he kind of had to take on this father role, but he didn't do a very good job with it. And then along came me, and he didn't do a very good job of it. And I knew that. God revealed that to me, but he told me to write him a letter and forgive him for everything and not hold him accountable for anything that took place. And I say this because as soon as I did that, it connected to me just this morning.
that all of a sudden, one day, God revealed himself to me as the Abba Father. Mm. And if you know the meaning of Abba Father, that means daddy. It's a place of intimacy. And for whatever it is for you, Stephen, I believe that night season, I'm not saying it's, I don't know, you know, whether it's your father or somebody else, but I believe there's something that you will do, and it could be an area of forgiveness, it could be something else, Good. but then boom, that's when the fireworks are gonna start to happen. And you're gonna notice them begin to get momentum and more and more and more, and there'll be a grand finale. Come on. So good. Hey, this is for Sean Hamilton. You were highlighted to me as I was standing up here. <laughs> um, I heard the word cowboy, and then Lori started talking about horses. So that, to me, that felt like confirmation. And I just feel like when kids pretend to be cowboys, they're pretending to be the hero of the story. And I feel like it's an affirmation for you that God sees you as the hero of the story. Come on. Amen. 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 Wow. That is so good. Does that line up with what you're feeling? Yeah. Come on. <laughs> there it is. Yeah. Father, thank you so much for Sean, and thank you for his life. Thank you for that hero mentality, God, that you do see him as qualified, that you see him as the one that you have sent here upon this earth to spread your kingdom, to spread the gospel of good news here upon this land. And I thank you, Lord, that you are going to continue to spread it in and through his life, and that right now, in the name of Jesus, all shame is getting broken off of him for things that he has done, things that he has said, moments of maybe of inadequacy, Lord, but that's why we inspect the perfect lamb, that you were the perfect one, and we we are not, Lord. And so we thank you for the, the power of the cross that is in his life. And I thank you, Father, that you have forgiven him for any and all things that he has ever done and will do in the future. And Father, that you have a great destiny over his life. Lord, I thank you that you are opening up uh, just a, a new level of creativity through him, God, of ways that he's actually, I feel like there is going to be, there's an evangelistic side of you that I feel like is untapped, that the Lord is going to open up and that it's actually going to be uh, spread through your art, that there is actually going to be things that you do, creative methods that you carry that'll actually become blueprints for other believers to take up and to say, if they did it through his life, he's going to do it through my life. And that it's, that it's your imperfections that is actually shows the glory of Jesus upon your life. That the great and mighty things that he's doing through uh, somebody that is not perfect, it, just like each and every one of us, that shows how great and awesome our Father is. And so I believe that there is going to be just an uncapping, and I really feel like in the next 60 days that there is going to be uh, blueprints that are being drawn up, things that, that you're going to be inspired by. And if you feel this urge to write, to grab a pen quickly, because the Lord's going to start speaking through you to, uh, through that. And so we just bless you with it in the name of Jesus. Amen, amen. Come on, that is so good. All right, we good? You haven't... All right, let me share something real quick, and then Max is going to share a word. I just want to commend real quick. Carrie got up here, and I don't know if you saw us whispering. She said, I have absolutely nothing. <laughs> and I said... <laughs> so I said, perfect. Because when we 
go out into this world. See, the church is supposed to be a training ground for what's supposed to take place even more outside of the walls. What we do in here is not supposed to, the river doesn't come to the church, it flows from the church. We are, and it actually gets deeper the further away from the, uh, what am I saying? Further away from the temple, the river gets deeper and it spreads out wider. And that's the place where the kingdom is supposed to happen. So this becomes training ground. So I just want to commend stepping out and through the insecurity or fear and into bravery just touch somebody's life. And each and every person in here has that same ability and the same Holy Spirit within them. The same ability that just took place and flowed through her life is in each and every person in this room. And so I'm super encouraged by that. Ten seconds and then him too and then we got to wrap her up. Two seconds. Okay, so stripey, blonde, ombre. Yes, ma'am. God sees you. God loves you. And you are in the right place. Come on. That is so good. Abney. Um, I, I read, I heard Exodus 39.30 says they made a, a plate of the holy crown of pure gold and wrote upon it a writing like the engravings of a signet holiness to the Lord. And uh, I just felt like the Lord is saying that you have a purity over your life. You have a, um, uh, like a, you have a bridal connection with Jesus that he's jealous for and loves. The way that you have governed your heart, um, even relationally, and how you walk out holiness unto the Lord. I, I just feel like he has, um, um, I want to say, if, if God wrote a book on purity, he would, stamp, he would put your life as a stamp upon it. And I feel like he just wants to publicly recognize you and like cheer for you from heaven and uh, give you permission to share who you are with people. It's, it's not just for young women. It's actually you're going to train men in the ways of holiness, the way that you've carried yourself, the way that you walk. It trains everyone around you. And uh, so I just bless you with that. Um, let's move into ministry. Yeah, we can do any yeah. Let me say one more thing real quick. I just want to also just point out just the simplicity of the words also that have gone forth this morning. That even through what, with what Lori had just shared and, and this, this young person being touched by it, we don't have to look for this great and mighty moment. Just bring what you've got, show up, and see what God does with it. And it's amazing. So now you, that's, amazing. that's it. I love it. I also heard uh, ovarian cysts. So if that's you, if ministry team can come forward, if you know who you are. Um, but if you need healing in your body, if you want prayer for anything, um, you're welcome to come to the front. We're going to close the meeting down. We have the bridge in the back if you want to get more connected. And then I'm remembering the, what's that thing called you said? Patella? The knee stuff. Anything, anything else. God heals it all. We've seen crazy stuff. So um, bless you guys. Have fun with family or friends celebrating our freedom. Continue to uh, declare blessing over America. She's a beautiful nation. And uh, we'll see you guys next week. Thanks for listening. We hope you were impacted by this message. For more information about the Well Grand Rapids, please visit our website at www.thewellgr.com.